Welcome to the L&D Career Club podcast, where purpose-driven people come to start and grow the L&D career of their dreams. I'm Sarah Canistra, an L&D career, business, and executive coach, and I'm here to take you on a weekly journey to create a seamless, energizing, and engaging L&D career blueprint so you can live a life of fulfillment, inspiration, and freedom. If you're here to find your first L&D role, move up the L&D ladder, or land that high-level L&D role you've been dreaming of, welcome to the club. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the L&D Career Club podcast. I took a few weeks off. I actually wasn't expecting to take last week off, but um, yeah, a lot's been going on in the world and I haven't been doing great with it in all honesty. Um, finally back and feeling better, um, but I'm really sensitive to a lot of the things that are, are going on around me. So definitely had to take the last week or so to just find some peace and work on my mindset and recommit to my habits, um, really focus on reprioritizing what's important to me. I deleted Instagram off of my phone, which is such an interesting thing. I've never, I've never actually done that before. Um, a, very liberating. B, also crazy to see how often I go to open Instagram on my phone. It's like such like a slap in the face every time. Like, oh my gosh, I am just going to Instagram so much throughout the day. So um, now I find myself aimlessly scrolling on Facebook Marketplace for things I do not need. But that's another story for another day. But I am glad to be back. Glad to be recording. I've had this episode in mind for um, a couple weeks now. So I'm really happy to be uh, going through this with you all today. And this really, this conversation came up because I, I was having a conversation with, um, or this topic came up today around the idea of, you know, what does it actually look like to find a really great boss? And like, what should you be looking for? Uh, and this this topic came up because I was having a conversation with a client who was putting a lot of emphasis in their next boss to be they're almost like putting their next boss on this pedestal and, you know, had a, was, hasn't had, this person also hasn't had a really good boss in a while as well. So was really thinking about like their last great boss that they had and what made them so great and putting this new person essentially on a pedestal. And it was so interesting because what this person was really looking for was for someone to like really dive in and develop them and to, um, you know, to really be like their person who's going to um, really share their goals and take responsibility to get them there. And the more that I, I I dove in with this client, the more we actually uncovered that this person really actually didn't need to be developed more. And I'm not saying they don't need to learn more. We all need to learn more. But as far as his particular skill set there really isn't much to be taught by someone else, right? So of course there's opportunities to like go to conferences and to learn from peers and and, and those type of things. But at the level that he's at, expecting his leader, the, his next manager to be this person who's gonna be developing him 
it was interesting because the last great leader that he had was at a phase in his life when he really needed to be developed. He was, you know, had some raw talent and, um, you know, was new to an industry and was new to a field. And so the more we had this conversation, the more it, it became clear to me that this person actually didn't need someone to develop them, yet they were really holding their next leader to this standard of developer. So as I was working with this person, you know, it just kind of came up that for me, at least, and we put so much emphasis on our leader being able to do whatever it is for us, right? Like whatever our our kind of ideas are. And so I was wanted to take today's episode and really talk about how how to boss shop. And I love to use that term of like shopping for your next boss, right? And it's like, you know, it's you have to think about it in different phases of your life. There's different bosses that you're going to need to shop for, yet a lot of us hold on very dearly to a certain type of boss that we had and certain things that they did, and we don't necessarily deviate from that. So today I kind of want to go over the four different kind of types of bosses, I guess we can say. And and these aren't to be... How do I put this? You don't necessarily have to pick one, right? So it's not like, oh, I have to find this one type of boss. But what I encourage you to do is to really think about the four types that I'm going to be sharing with you today and really ask yourself, what is it that I actually need from my next leader? Because I have a feeling you might be operating like this client was. You might be operating from a place of what you might have needed in the past. So yeah, I thought so, I thought over the last couple of weeks and put some notes together in terms of where I kind of see, especially in the L&D space, where I see your leader being able to provide value to you. So I kind of categorize them into four different archetypes. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure I'll have a part two of this at some point as this thought evolves more. But y'all know I like to give you a little peek, peek behind the curtain into my brain. So the first type of boss was the boss I was, I was talking about, right? Which is like the developer. So the developer boss, this is going to be someone who's going to teach you all the things, right? There's someone who sees the raw potential in you. So again, maybe you're new to a field, new to an industry, new to a technology, new to a something, right? It's so like, but they really see this raw potential in you and they develop you into the person and the employee that you both want you to become, right? So that's an important part of the developer piece too, where it's not they're developing you for the sake of themselves, but that that development is mutually beneficial and mutually agreed upon. Uh, and that, yeah, this is someone who who really shares your goals that you have for yourself. And I think the most important part about thinking about who like the developer boss is, this is someone who takes personal responsibility for getting you there. So when you're thinking about where you are in your career right now, it's important to ask and look at yourself and say like, hey, do I need someone to develop me? Do I need someone to teach me all the things? Do I have raw potential but don't know quite how to to harness it? Um, I've been reading a lot of fantasy books lately. That's like my new favorite hobby. So um, I'm re- I just finished The Fourth Wing last night. So if anyone's reading that, holler. Um, but it makes me think now I'm like, of course, thinking I'm like dragons and fantasy tales and all those things. But it made me think about like in this book, the main character is given this 
uh, this type of power, but she doesn't know how to wield it and doesn't know how to, how to harness it, right? And so it's kind of thinking about that in terms of that way of like you might have this raw knowledge or this raw, you know, a capability or ability to do something, but you've never quite had to use it in a certain way. And this developer person is going to be the one who sees that, sees that they have that, sees that you have that power, but they're going to take direct responsibility for teaching you how to use it and where to use it and what that looks like, right? So you know, asking yourself is, if it, do I have this raw talent, this raw capability, and I've never just been able to utilize it in a certain way? If so, a developer, a developer boss might be someone who piques your interest. And again, it's important. The reason why I want to talk about this today too is because it, it's important to think about this in the interview process, right? You're not only shopping for the right role, but part of shopping for the right company is shopping for the right boss and making sure that you know, that this is going to be the person who's going to help you get where you want to go. And so if you are looking for someone to be your developer, it's important to ask those types of questions when you're interviewing with them, right? Like, what does development look like? What is your role in my development? You know, what are your goals for the person who's in in this role? Making sure that those are aligned with yours. What does success look like? Does that look like success to you? Know, to you? Um, make sure that you're aligned with that. How do you plan for this person to become successful? You know, if their whole thing is like, well, I hope for them to come in, hit the ground, running and not ask questions, well, this person's probably not a developer boss, right? So, and that's okay. This might be a better boss for someone else, but it's really, really important to think about if you are someone who wants and needs to be developed in that sense where you have that raw talent, that raw potential, that you need someone who's going to help you craft those goals, share those goals for yourself, and then be the one to take personal responsibility for you getting there. Again, doesn't mean that like you don't have responsibility in it. It's not 100% their responsibility, but that they're really putting the onus on themselves as much as they can to be the person to take you by the hand and say, hey, we're going, we're, we're in this together and I'm I'm responsible for your for your development as much as I can be. So think about that. That might sound really great to some of you. To others, you might be like, look, that is way too much for me. Right. So in that case, the next one I want to talk about today is the mentor. So you might have a boss who is less of a developer, but more of a mentor. So their goal is rather than than, than harnessing that raw talent like a developer would, they're going to help prepare you for the next level. So like the developer, they're going to teach you things, but they don't have to teach you more. They don't. They, you have already utilized that raw power, right? So it's not raw, raw anymore necessarily, right? So they'll teach you things, but they're more showing you the bigger path, most likely that they've walked themselves. They're able to show you shortcuts. They're teaching you things that they wish they knew at that point, right? So they're already seeing someone, you know, who has – beyond just seeing potential, they're, the mentor boss is working with what you've already done and what you already got and is really looking at making it better, right? They're looking at helping you prepare for that next level. And their job is really to help you advance to the next stage in your career. So if we look for the developer, right, there's someone who's seeing that that potential in you and they're helping you become really good at what it is you're, you know, you're set out to do and taking personal responsibility for doing that. Whereas the mentor, they're looking and saying, hey, this person's already really good at what they do. I'm going to help them be better at what they do. And I'm going to help them advance to the next stage in their career. So if you're someone who, you know, has already, you know, you really enjoy the skills that you bring to the table and you've had a chance to exercise them, again, whether it be, whether it be in a in the same type of role that you're looking for, right? Maybe you're utilizing a skill. So for example, 
if you are an educator and you have been developing curriculum for a very long time, that might not be a raw talent, that might be a raw potential that you have. That might be an actual skill set that you have honed over many, many years. You might want a mentor to help show you now how do you take that and advance that to the next stage of your career, right? So it might not be something that's this like raw, like un- uncharted territory. It's something you might have been doing for the last 20 years. Now you want that mentor possibly to help show you, hey, here's how you take that skill that you've already honed, you've already developed. Here's how you perfect it. And here's how we utilize that to launch you to that next level too. And again, like I mentioned before, it's not like they're not going to teach you new things. You know, looking for a mentor doesn't mean you already know everything. But that mentorship relationship with a manager, right, with your leader, with your boss, right, that's looking for someone who's going to help you advance to the next stage. And so again, when you're thinking about interviewing, if you're someone who's looking for a mentor, maybe you don't need someone to develop you day in and day out, but you need someone who's going to help guide you, then questions you might want to ask is, you know, what does mentorship look like between you and me? Um, You know, how many people on the team have advanced the next stage in their career? What did their development look like to get them there? What was their path to get there? What was, you know, your responsibility? What was your role in helping them get there? So you can ask the hard questions and it's important to do that. Um, And again, a, a, a manager, a mentor manager, right? They're going to be someone who's going to be happy you ask those questions. So I really want you to think about that too. So that developer, again, they're going to see that raw potential and they're going to help you harness it and develop it. That mentor, you've already kind of moved past that phase. You have these skills. Again, doesn't mean there's not new skills for you to learn, uh, but really you're thinking about now, how do I how do I move on and move up, become the best I can be in these skills that I've already developed and having someone who's going to help me advance to the next stage of my career and really get really, really good at what I'm doing. So that's your mentor. Now, that might also not sound great for you. You might be like, I don't need that, right? Or you might say, hey, I'm just in a place where like I don't need to be challenged or I don't need to learn a ton more. And again, not to say you're not always learning, but that might be mean that you need more of a partner boss. And again, so if you're, you're really at this place where you're like, hey, I... I'm solid in what I do. I feel really good about what it is I do. I'm not looking to be challenged to be the next, you know, head of whatever or, you know, I'm I'm happy with what I do and I want to just keep doing the best that I can do. And again, not to say you're not always learning. I want to just reiterate that, right? So I don't want for none for none for for none of the ones that we're talking about today does it mean that you ever stop learning or growing. But This is more having the partner boss. This is more about having a boss that hires you for this skill set that you already have, where what you already possess, essentially. And they see you as more of a partner to them than like an employee of theirs. So a lot of times in this case, they're really giving you um, a lot, if not full autonomy, they're really there to be more of a block and tackle. As I, I had a boss that used to say that, and I loved that. You know, he's like, my job, you know, when he said this to me, like, my job is, you know, I, my job is to make sure that you're able to just do, to do your job and do your job well. And that means that I'm here to block and tackle to make sure that higher up leadership, other people, other departments aren't coming at you and demanding things of you that are going to take you away from doing the best work that you can do. So that really that that block that block and tackle 
piece. Um, really, uh, the partner is the person who just lets you do your job and do your job well. And again, doesn't mean they're not there to answer questions or to bounce ideas off of, right? And in fact, that's exactly what they're there for, right? They're more of that that thought partner and that person that you can go to uh, without having to fear, right? That you're having those conversations and, and vice versa. So the partner boss, again, they see you not just as the person who works for them, but as someone who they can come and bounce ideas off of, someone who they can have conversations with about different things in the organization, of course, appropriately. Um, but to get your feedback and to get your thoughts. And so it's more of this thought partnership of of type style of leadership where you're they they're not looking to challenge you to be the biggest and the best and the next thing, right? They really are there to support you just doing the best work that you can do. So again, thinking about that in terms of, you know, interviewing, if you are looking to have a partner manager, the that the uh, the questions to ask is like what would a partnership look like between us or what is our you know what does a working relationship look like you know between you and the rest of the team what are you looking for from this role that you might not be looking for from any other roles that are on your team so really understanding more about what that relationship would look like and thinking about it in terms of what you want out of a partnership from a boss and you know, I had a client recently who is a high-level L&D professional, has been in the industry for the last 15 years, has been a head of L&D, has done consulting work, has you know, been a direct in director level. And this person honestly was looking to just have a job where they could go and do their work and do it well. They wanted to have some strategic work be a part of it. Um, and as they were interviewing, they realized that the boss was more of a partner boss. And even though they had more experience than the person that was interviewing them, that who'd be their boss, that didn't matter as much because they weren't looking to be developed necessarily. So this is where this comes in. So for that person, she was really looking for someone who could just be a great partner and who could, you know, let her work autonomously and who will give her a sense of responsibility. And so Again, and I see this happen a lot where, especially at high levels, a lot of times we equate like years of experience, type of experience, and we look at the person he'll be reporting to and we immediately say, oh, well, I have more experience than them. How are they ever going to be able to develop me? And this is where I, I really challenge a lot, especially my high level clients who have been in the industry for a long time, who have led teams, who, you know, have, you know, this strategic side of them. Um you know, when you look at, when you start to to move up, you might see that there's some discrepancies in the experience. And, you know, sometimes in organizations, people have been there for a long time. They're leading, they're leading the teams. They're the head of people. They're the chief learning officer, right? Like, and you might be reporting into them even though you have more years of experience. But the question then becomes, you know, do are you at a point in your career where you need to actually be developed by your boss, right? Maybe you just need a partner, to help make sure they're blocking and tackling, they're allowing you to do your job, that they're a thought partner you can bounce ideas off of. Maybe you can learn other things from this person. So for example, that client I was just talking about, for them, were they going to be learning a lot of learning and development tools and techniques and you know ways to program from that, that boss that had less experience than them? Most likely not, and that's okay. But 
that person who they were going to be reporting into had a lot more experience in the tech world than my client did. So they're going to have a lot of opportunity to learn about, okay, what does it learn? What does it look like to work for a large tech company? And this person had worked for many large tech companies. You know, how do I manage stakeholders in that type of environment? You know, what are kind of the do's and the don'ts and the, and the organizational norms? So there's still things you can learn, but more in that partnership way, right? So again, it's important to ask yourself, like, what is it I actually am aiming for here? Uh, and that allow that person to to really to really sit back and respect and reflect right that oh this actually could be a really great leader for me someone who doesn't you know isn't going to need to be teaching me day in and day out who respects the fact that I have you know this this experience that I bring to the table that they see that they can learn from me and that I also can see the different things that I might not have thought of that I can learn from them and they're going to let me do my job and let me do my job well and so again inside of the uh, in the interview process, it's really asking those questions of like, what does that partnership look like? And what does our relationship look like? And understanding that. All right. So the last one is the champion boss. And so this is someone who's going to talk about you when you're not in the room, obviously, hopefully in a good way, right? Um, They're kind of a mix between the mentor and the partner. So this person is able to see what you bring to the table and put the pieces of the puzzle together to connect you with the right people to grow in your career. So you might have a partner champion manager that you're looking for. So again, you don't have to just choose one. There might be a, a, a mix of these that you're looking for here. But, you know, this is really someone who, again, puts the pieces of that puzzle together and they're able to really connect and advocate for you, especially when you're not in the room. And while they're, again, kind of similar to the partner where there's not much to learn from them day in and day out, they're out there advocating for you amongst their peers in, you know, in meetings that you're not in. If they see a place where you can add value, they'll throw your name into the hat there. Uh, you know, the champion is really someone who's just speaking about you and who who wants to help you grow to that next level. They might not be the person who's going to get you there and take you there, right? But they're someone who is advocating for you. And so this might be someone too who knows that there might be a skill set you need to develop. So maybe you have a partner manager, right? And so they realize there's a skill or capability that they can't they can't necessarily help you with, but they know that someone else in the organization has that skill, right? So they're going to champion for you um, to connect you with that. So I'd say your champion, your connector is really who that last kind of persona is. Um, and someone who, again, like they they see what you bring to the table. It's not a prove it type thing with them. You know, they're really there to see, hey, this person brings a lot of value and I want to make sure the organization knows about that. Uh, and that can help, you know, propel you onto your to your next role. So whereas the partner, the partner manager, right, that person's just allowing you to do your job, do your job well and to be that block and tackle. The champion is not only allowing you to do your job and do your job well, but they're really looking at how do we how do we get you to that next level and who do you need to be connected with in the organization to make that happen. And so again, a lot of it comes down to you know asking questions in the interview and to find out really if someone's going to be a good champion you know it's it's asking those questions of you know when you see that there's opportunities outside of my day-to-day work like what does that look like and being able to take those on and if they're like oh well there's no there's no opportunities for you to take those on you know that person's not going to be a champion for you so really think about it and again i this list is not 
this list probably could go on. But as I really thought about it and thought about my clients recently and the interviews they've been having with hiring managers, it's really these four personas that, that have come up, the developer, the mentor, the partner, the champion. And not to say that they, they, people can't be a mix of some of these two, but it's more important for you to ask yourself, what type of boss do I need? When I think about my next career move and when I think about the skills that I want to utilize and what I want to learn and the goals that I have for myself in the next year or two years, who's going to be the one that's going to help me achieve that? Is it the developer, the person who's going to teach me all the things, who sees my raw potential, who's going to develop me into the person and employee you know, that we both want us to become? Is it the mentor who's really going to see that I already you know, have been doing these things and want to prepare me for the next level, showing me the bigger path? Is it the partner who's going to block and tackle for me, right? Who's going to be more of my thought partner, my, my, my thought leadership partner, essentially, giving me a lot of autonomy to do my job and do my job well? Or is it the champion, right? Someone who's going to, who, who watches me do my job well and then goes and tells everyone that I'm doing my job well, connecting me with the right people that I need to be connected with in order to grow in my career and kind of get to that next move for, for myself. So I really want you to think about this this week and I want you to think about the type of the type of manager that you've you've already been shopping for. So in your mind, you've probably already had a type of leader or type of boss that you've been thinking about wanting. And I want you to reevaluate that and say, what is it that I actually need? And I want to see, I'm interested to hear, you can feel free to, you know, to shoot me a DM on LinkedIn and let me know, you know, did it change for you? Did you think that maybe when you came in, you needed a developer, but what you actually needed is a partner? Or that, wow, like you really thought mentorship was what you wanted, but you actually need someone to develop you in certain things or you you actually you know thought you wanted to be a, a part to have a partner who would block and tackle but you want someone out there who's going to be that champion for you so I'd love to yeah I'd love to hear from you all what what came up for you in this episode because I know for me and for many of my clients it's very easy to, again to get caught up in the mindset of like oh when I had a really great boss that person was a developer oh when I had a really great boss that person was a partner and get almost get stuck in that but I want you to ask yourself now when you think about what it is you want now what your niche is what that right role looks like for you at that right company who is the one who you're reporting to and what does that actually look like in terms of that reporting structure and how that person is supporting you. So really excited to hear from you all. I hope you have an awesome day and I will definitely be back catching up with y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the L&D Career Club podcast. If today's episode sparked anything inside you, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to share your ahas and takeaways by sending me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or by leaving a podcast review. And if you want more support on your L&D career journey, I invite you to join us inside the L&D Career Club membership, where we are redefining what it looks like to grow in your L&D career. Visit theovernighttrainer.com slash programs for more information and to activate your membership. See y'all back here next week.